With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. This is Friday, May 20th, 2016, and welcome to the Mothership Broadcast of the WWS Radio Network, episode number 163. Of course, I'm talking about WWS Revolution. <clears throat> of course, I'm, of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you, <clears throat> and, back, and of course, joining me here tonight uh, to help me get uh, things rocking and rolling here towards the weekend, and of course, getting ready for Extreme Rules 2016 this Sunday. Of course, I have the, the news tag team reunited once again, known simply as King Ice. Of course, I have the main man himself back again, King and WOGTS, Gerard T. Smith. Of course, he's a 2014 Hall of Famer, as well as the mainstay of the radio network and the COO of WCWS, as well as, of course, his partner, the Iceman, J.D. Jared Geronimo, of course, from Raw Radio, and uh, <clears throat> and uh, and, uh, pretty, and pretty much uh, uh, several other shows here on our radio network lineup of course also a 2015 hall of famer and of course on the chat box here tonight here so far from raw Raw radio the first 2016 hall of famer the human suplex machine john gross gentlemen welcome to number 163 of the mothership known simply and always as revolution it's friday night however it's an extreme weekend as we're ready to kick it off extreme style it's just two days before the big show Absolutely, and of course, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, as J.D. just now mentioned, of course, the Extreme Rules 2016, right around the corner, just two nights away, uh, and of course, uh, tonight, uh, some of us will be giving us uh, giving us our 
their predictions and thoughts and opinions about uh, <clears throat> about uh, Sunday's uh, program. Uh, of course, tonight, uh, King Ice will be giving us their uh, wrestling news and views of the day, which I'm sure we have some pretty hot topics here tonight. And then, of course, Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, has some wrestling uh, history and birthdays here for us. He's got uh, some pretty interesting stuff lined up here thus far, and I think you'll you'll get a kick about what he has. Uh, and then, of course, uh, like I said, we'll have some small general discussion uh, about uh, this Sunday's um, Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Um, one or two of us will may end up giving, actually giving us giving our predictions now because, like I said, as, as I've did, been talking about all week, this Sunday at 5, uh, the panel way too tough to handle. We'll be, of course, having our prediction show for Extreme Rules. Most of us may not be able to be to make it on, and so some of us may be putting, uh, talking about it here this evening. So you may find a whole lot of this interesting but as to what uh, – that's what we have to say here in terms of extreme rules, like I said, with this being two nights away. <clears throat> and But if you care to chime in on and, of course, we may have some fancy matchups, heck, heck, even another fancy bracket. Who knows what we might have else in store. So if you care to chime in on anything about myself, Gerard, J.D., and John, uh, as to talk about here tonight, please feel free to give us a call here, one 724-444-7444. Call ID. The magic six numbers is that we started calling it. one three eight zero five five pound And chime in on anything like I said. Myself, Gerard, J.D., and John does does mention and talk about here tonight. Give your, uh, press that one, and you can uh, uh, throw out your thoughts and opinions on everything, and we'll definitely throw it out there to the to the to everyone else here in the public, and we'll just uh, and we'll definitely uh, chime in and talk about it as well. So let's go ahead and dive right on in here to, to tonight's action with, of course, <clears throat> our wrestling news and views, which always starts out each and every show here at Revolution and Wolfpack during the week. And, of course, King Ice always has that for us, all ready to rock and roll. And, of course, starting us off for King Ice is the man himself, King NWO, Gerard T. Smith. Gerard, my man, I turn it over to you. Let's see what we have going on in the news today around the wrestling world. All righty. Um... Glow, gorgeous ladies of wrestling owner Ursula Hayden, also known as the babe of the farmer's daughter, announced on Facebook earlier this week that she signed a deal for a full season of Glow TV on Netflix. No other details were given, but the Divas Dirt reports that Jenny Cohan creator of hit shows Orange is the New Black and Weed is set to begin working on the series. It also indicates that they're working on a pilot, but full season has not been confirmed yet. Glow will apparently tell the tale of a struggling actress in the 1980s who lands a role on a cult woman's wrestling show, Glow, the Netflix series, will focus on actors struggling through many highs and lows the not so glamorous world of wrestling. Let's see what else we are.
women's wrestlers Rachel Ellering, Diana Peroso, and Candice LeRae were backstage for the last night WWE NXT tapings. WWE has a new poll asking which fans, which champions most likely to lose their title at Extreme Rules on Sunday. As of this writing, 40 went with The Miz losing his title, while 20 went with Reigns, 19 with Charlotte, and 17 with Kalisto. WWE Women's Champion Charlotte recently sat down with Fox Sports Australia. Who does she go when she needs the help? I don't go to my dad a lot because he's my dad and he's biased. It's hard because my dad comes from a different era. When I first when I first started in the development, he was very much hands off. He wanted me to learn on my own. So there's people I grew close relationship. Sir Del Rey was my coach, Norman Smiley, Terry Taylor, Fit Finley, Arn Anderson, John Laronitis. Those are just a few I've gone to when I needed help. We have Lita now as a producer on the main roster. I've been learning from each person and working out what works best for me. Staying in shape. The struggle is real. The way that I look, my character Charlotte, I came up with the slogan generally superior being on physical shape is important to me it's part of my job I'm on the road part of at the office I, I don't got nothing else you want me to take over? yeah okay 
Well, as we reported uh, yesterday, however, and now we can, can somewhat confirm, Dave Meltzer reported on Twitter tonight that the final three pay-per-views of the WWE calendar year, however, will be announced at some point very soon, but they have been listed dates and locations, October 30th possibly, for Hell in a Cell, however, of course, in Beantown, November 20th in Toronto, up in your neck of the woods there in Canada, Gerard for the Survivor Series 2016, and for the final one of the year, December 18th, three days after the Iceman turns 40, however, the week before Christmas, however, Pittsburgh will be the location for TLC 2016. <clears throat> All right, uh, Gerard and JD, thank you very much there, gentlemen. <clears throat> uh, King Ice, of course, is your premier WWS news team, and of course, they bring you all the news that's fit to print, and if it's not fit to print, they'll try to make it fit. <laughs> I don't know, like that. I, that yes. Uh, yes, very nice of me. And here is uh, here is the histories and birthdays here, courtesy of our own human suplex machine. Uh, John is not that gross. Kidding, John. Kidding. <laughs> On this day here, 1984, of course, May 20th, of course, on this day, 1987. Y'all might find this pretty darn interesting here. And I, I was reading this while uh, I was reading this uh, while uh, George, you and JD were doing the news. Y'all might find this pretty interesting. Uh, 1987, a Memphis court judge ruled in favor of Jerry the King Lawler against the WWF. Lawler sued the WWF for promoting Harley Race as the king of wrestling at a recent event. Hmm. Lawler alleged that the WWF's use of the moniker Lawler associated with Lawler confused fans in the area. Of course, around Memphis, Jerry Lawler was known as the king, obviously. Still is to this day. Which would lead to Lawler suing the WWF and winning. As a result, Harley Race would not use the king of wrestling at events in Tennessee. Many would speculate that Lawler standing up to the man got him on his good graces, which led to Lawler getting a job with the WWF in 1992, which he still holds to this day despite his release in 2001. Hmm. I never knew that. I did not. I did. I never knew that that Jerry Lawler sued the WWF over that one little thing. Did not know that. Here did I. No. Find out something new every day here. Hey. WWF presented Judgment Day 2001 with China, God bless her soul, wrestling her last final match against Lita for the women's title in which China won. And that was, actually, that was China, China's final match, and her contract was lapsed in November just days after Trish Stratus won the women's title at Survivor Series. Uh, China would not have a chance to return to WWE, of course, as she died a month ago at the age of 45. Yeah, we well, do remember that, absolutely. God likes it. God rest her soul on that. Yeah. Also at this pay-per-view, Kane defeated Triple H in a chain match to win the Intercontinental title. On this date in 2007 at Judgment Day, MVP defeated Chris Benoit in the best two out best of, I guess it's two out of three falls, match to win the United States Championship. And also, John Cena was finally the first man to make the great Khali tap out. I'm, I remember this, yeah. Very, very vague, I remember this. On this day in 2008, William Regal was suspended for 60 days for violating the WWE wellness policy once again after he had won the 2008 Key of the Ring for only and had it for only a month. 
Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> On this day here in 2009, seven years ago, WWE announced that their, that their coming week's television tapings would be moved from Denver's Pepsi Center to the Staples Center in Los Angeles due to the ongoing NBA playoffs. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, I remember reading about that. In 2011, on this date, TNA released Terry Taylor and replaced him with uh, Bruce Pritchard. This release was a blessing in disguise <clears throat> because Taylor wanted to spend some time with his wife, who was battling cancer. Sadly, two months later, she did pass away. So. Good thing she got, he got, got a chance to see her before that happened. That was good. On this date in 2012, it over the limit. Over the limit pay per view. I remember this. After he won this uh, the battle royal, there Christian defeated Cody Rhodes to win the Intercontinental Title, and John Laurinaitis scored a victory over John Cena with the help of Big Show. I remember Are that. You Big Show for the Rock. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't that when that when it was after Laurinaitis had fired Big Show on Raw. Yeah, he did that. I remember in Pittsburgh when he did it too. I was there when he did it too. However. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. I was say 2013, Paul Heyman announced his new Paul Heyman guy, Curtis Axel, by leading him to a count-out victory over Triple H after Triple H had suffered a concussion. Yes, I remember that too. Also, some stuff happened here on this date last year, uh, 2015. Uh, we've talked, we talked about this pretty good deal here. Sunny was in negotiations with Vivid to do a multi-movie deal with her. <laughs> her first adult film, Sunny Side Up, was released in January. <laughs> Sunny Side Up, that was hilarious. <laughs> and NXT Takeover took place as well as as well that day with, of course, Finn Balor winning the right to face the NXT champion and Samoa Joe making his debut to confront Kevin Owens. Yes. I remember that, that should have been a match. I mean, before Owens, you made it up to the roster. They, they could have had a match. I mean, eventually they might have a match down the road, but that should have been a match at the time. You right. know, Owens is going to set a record when he wrestles in this pay-per-view? Is that right? Huh. Huh. He's going to set a record because he's wrestled in every pay-per-view this year. That's true, yeah. That's right, yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. That's amazing. Like I said, look, you, you got you, you you cannot you cannot you know put the man down because he is that that freaking talented. Exactly. Yes. <clears throat> uh, of course, we have a birthday here. Happy forty seventh birthday to Brian Gerard James, better known, of course, everyone as the Road Dog. Uh, of course, the Intercontinental, Hardcore, and, of course, the Tag Team Champion. And here's the story I think John wanted to tell us before, tell us here tonight he wanted to save. Uh, and, and this is pretty much, I think I, I understand why he wanted to say this is, this was, this is big. This is really big. Here is the last but not least story, as he's calling it. On this date in 2011, we lost an iconic figure in wrestling history, Randy Mario Papa, better known as the Macho Man Randy Savage. Yes, when he passed away of a heart attack while he was driving with his wife, Barbara Lynn Payne, he was uh, unresponsive and lost control of his Jeep Wrangler. Both were wearing seat belts and suffered only minor injuries. But it was the heart attack that 
got him, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. That was a great man. I tell you what, he was, he, one, he of was one of the best. I mean, he still will go down as whether you loved him or hated him. I mean, I got both DVDs of him, including the new one. Just hey, even when he was a, even when he was doing the Macho King, I thought he was cool back. Oh then. yeah, he, he he was the best next to Piper. I would say he was one of the true greatest heels in the business, hands down. Yeah, I mean, he could switch back and forth, kind of like Piper did. So. Ooh yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. That's good. That's good. Ooh, yeah. What a macho me. Step yeah. into a Slim Jim. <laughs> <clears throat> Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion. World Heavyweight oh, Champion. That <laughs> hurts your throat to do with that. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here. And John's actually got some big-time history here, guys. But it's like he did with Andre last night. Was Here's some history about Randy Savage. You might find a lot of this interesting. He was born in Columbus, Ohio, the son of Judy and uh, I think he, he meant to put Angelo. He put Angela. Where was he born again? Columbus, Ohio. No, no that's like Roddy Piper. Where, where were you born? I'm from Columbus, Columbus Ohio. Ohio. Columbus, Ohio. There you go. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I get what you <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Columbus, Ohio. Okay, the son of Judy and Angelo Paso. Yeah. Um. Uh, and before we do that, let me, let me let. Uh, of course, this is the uh, the last kicker, Emory Rockenbach, another 2016 Hall of Famer back on there with us. Uh, there she is. Uh, and we're just going through the history and birthdays now. On this day in 2011, we lost the Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm sure you heard about that, too. So here is, uh, here is uh, uh, I was just saying that he was born in Columbus, Ohio, the son of Judy and Angelo Papo. His father was Italian-American and his mother was Jewish. Okay. He was raised Roman Catholic. Uh, of course, Angelo was a wrestler in the 50s and 60s. Of course, Randy's younger brother is Lanny Papa, because we all know him later on as he did the leaping Lanny Papa. And of course, we remember him as a genius. You remember that? Savage began his baseball career by the, with the St. Louis Cardinals as a catcher out of high school. He played in the minor leagues to develop to the club where he was mostly played as an outfielder. He was only 18 when he played minor league baseball. Hmm. Let's see what we have here. Savage's final season was in 1974 when he played for the Tampa Tarp- Tarpons. Savage actually broke into the wrestling business during the fall and winter of the baseball offseason. Okay. His first wrestling character was the spider, similar to Spider-Man, but later took the ring name Randy Savage. The Macho Man nickname was adopted after his mother, Judy Papa, read a Reader's Digest article predicting the phrase would become the next hot term. <laughs> okay. Oh, I got to tell you something really funny after this is on chat. You're going to laugh at me. Uh, okay. All right. Thank you, there, J.D. Savage ended his baseball career to become a full-time wrestler working with Lanny and Angelo. They worked together in Michigan, the Carolinas, Georgia, the Maritimes, and the Eastern Tennessee Territory. After a while, his father felt that his sons were not getting the push they deserved, so he started International Championship Wrestling. In the Mid-Atlantic States, ICW disbanded and both brothers entered the Memphis scene joining Jerry Lawler's CWA. When he was there, he feuded with Lawler with the AWA Southern Heavyweight title. He teamed with his brother in the Battle of the Rock and Roll Express. On June 25, 1984, Savage piled drove Ricky Morton through the timekeeper's table, injuring him in the process. Ooh. 
He turned babyface, joining up with Lawler against Jimmy Hart's first family alliance, but turned heel and resumed, resumed his feud with Lawler in 1985 with him over the title. In June, Lawler sent Savage packing in Memphis. In June 1985, Savage signed to the WWF build as a top free agent in pro wrestling. Savage's first appearances featured managers including Bobby Heenan, Jimmy Hart, and Classy Freddie Blassie. But Savage chose Miss Elizabeth as his new manager. His gimmick was a crazed, egomaniacal bully who mistreated Miss Elizabeth and threatened anyone who looked at her. He participated in a 16-man tournament in November, defeating Ivan Putsky, Ricky Steamboat, the Dynamite, and the Dynamite Kid before he lost by a countout in the finals to, to the Junkyard Dog. On February 1986, by chasing the Intercontinental title, he finally gained the belt by defeating Tito Santana due to using a steel object. He held two countout victories over his future tag team partner, Hulk Hogan, as well as feuds with Bruno San Martino and George the Animal Steel. Where Steel developed a crush on Miss Elizabeth at WrestleMania II, Savage successfully defended his title against George the Animal Steel. The feud continued from 86 through 87. It ended in March with Savage defeating Steel with Miss Elizabeth on the line. His next feud began with Ricky Steamboat. In November, Savage crushed Steamboat's larynx with a double back handle and also hitting his runners again with the green bell. Ooh, yeah, I remember that. Steamboat came back for redemption and both Savage and Steamboat wrestled for the Intercontinental Belt at WrestleMania three. What was the match of the night? I would agree with that. With Steamboat ending Savage's 13-month reign as Intercontinental Champion, the match was named 1987's Match of the Year by Pro Wrestling Illustrated and the Wrestling Observer. Yes. After this, Savage was now cheered despite being a heel. He was less hostile towards the fans and Elizabeth, but turned face and began a feed with the Honky Tonk Man. In October, he finally got a shot at the Honky Tonk Man. He won the match by DQ with interference from the Hart Foundation. Honky Tonk Man hit Savage with his guitar, but Savage was saved by Hulk Hogan, leading to the formation of the Mega Powers. As Survivor Series, Savage's team ended up defeating Honky Tonk Man's team, avenging Elizabeth's honor and ending his feud with Honky. His big push came in 1988 when he participated in the 14-man tournament for the vacated WWF World Heavyweight title. Defeating Butch Reed, Greg Valentine, one-man game, went on to the finals defeating Ted DiBiase to win WWF World title, of course, with the help of Hulk Hogan. And this was at WrestleMania 4, I'm too much mistaken, of course, in 88. Savage retained the WWF title by defending against super heavyweights from one-man game to Andre the Giant. Yes, I, I remember that. The Mega Pirates continued the team in 1988 when they faced the Mega Bucks at SummerSlam, defeating them. And I love how that happened. <laughs> yeah. Everyone remembers how that happened, too. That was...
and also the Twin Towers as well. But the problems between Savage and Hogan developed after Hogan took Elizabeth in 1989 as his manager. Yes, yes, yes. We thought, now I'll tell you the truth, I was watching the, I mentioned before I had a DVD copy of the Royal Rumble from 89, and I was watching towards the end there that Hogan was trying to eliminate Bad Brown, but in the process accidentally eliminated Randy Savage too. And in the day by his reason, they thought they were going to come to a head right there. Elizabeth actually talked them out of it, and uh, they made amends right there, but of course that didn't last for very long, apparently. After Royal Rumble, Hulk Hogan eliminated Chance. Savage, right, this, this is just like what I said right here. But as the two almost came to blows, Elizabeth stopped doing so. For some reason, John John is about ready to say the same thing I am. Oh, <laughs> it would all come to a head at the main event with Savage and Hogan teaming up to take on the Twin Towers with Savage being thrown over the top rope onto Elizabeth. Hogan carried her to the back with Savage being upset and getting into a heated argument. Savage then attacked Hogan and attacked Brutus Beefcake as well. Savage turned heel again for the first time since 1987. Savage lost the belt at WrestleMania to Hogan after a reign of 371 days. He replaced Elizabeth with, of course, Sensational Sherry. And he would co-main event SummerSlam teaming up with Zeus to take on Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake. But Hogan and Beefcake would win the match. They had a rematch with them and lost again. Now that rematch, J.D., if I'm not mistaken, was the one that they did back around Christmas of 89 um, when they were showing the movie No Holds Barred. Yes, again. I believe so, yes. That's what I thought, okay. I thought I was seeing an episode of I have an episode of Pride and Time Russell and they were talking about that, I think. Savage became King of the Ring in September eighty nine by defeating Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Now I had no idea Savage was a King of the Ring winner either. I didn't know that either. Neither did I. Oh, I know that. He became the Macho King. That's how the Macho King came to existence because he won he won King of the Ring. Okay. Oh, okay. I thought it was just uh, I, I, saw this, I just thought he just, yeah, okay, yeah. But he became the mantra. And DiBiase gave Savage a scepter as a gift. Savage used the scepter as a weapon numerous times. He faced Hulk Hogan one final time in February 1990 of the main event with Hogan winning the match. He got involved, of course, in a few with Dusty Rhodes throughout the spring and summer until his biggest feud was with the Ultimate Warrior. But of course, Savage and Sherry, you got to think about the, the first Knicks tag team match mm-hmm. at WrestleMania 6 with uh, uh, Savage and Sherry versus uh, Rhodes and uh, Sapphire, of course, with Elizabeth in their corner. At the 91 Royal Rumble, after Warrior refused to give him a title match, Savage came out and 
and cost the warrior the title. I think this was against Sergeant Sauter, if I'm not mistaken. It's set to a career-ending match at WrestleMania 7 with the Ultimate Warrior, of course, winning that match. After the match, Sherry attacked Stavig, and there was too much for Elizabeth to see this, attacking Sherry once again, turning face. And of course, this is when she jumped out of the crowd and uh, she, she 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 pulled Sherry off of Savage. Elizabeth and Savage reunited after Elizabeth attack on Sherry. Yeah, that's it. Savage stayed in the WWF in a non-wrestling capacity after the Ultimate Warrior was fired by Vince McMahon after SummerSlam. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've seen was that, it, sir. Was it, that was when he was this primarily just doing the, the announcing? Yeah. Oh, that was the yeah. Okay. I think so. Savage wrestled a number of times following WrestleMania Seven, and it was out, and it was that out of out of respect. Okay. But he didn't wrestle all the time. He wrestled a few times. He didn't wrestle all the time. Savage returned as the Macho Man, but a storyline with Elizabeth still continued with Savage proposing to her. Now, keep in mind, now, did we talk about this before? Saying that this was this was pretty much a storyline because they were already married in real life. Didn't we talk about this before? Okay, here we go. Leading to the wedding between Savage and Elizabeth, although they had been married in real life since 1984. They've been married for seven years before that, okay. At SummerSlam after the wedding, Savage's reception was ruined by Jake the St. Roberts and The Undertaker. And and you learn something new every day, aren't you, sweetheart? Not bad, huh? Savage was actually saved by Sid Justice. And sweetheart, that's Sid Vicious, by the way. He went by Sid Justice for a little while, too. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Still able to compete due to his WrestleMania 7 loss for the Ultimate Warrior, he began a public campaign for his reinstating. Oh, yes, I remember this. I remember this. He was trying to get into a match at Survivor Series, and Gerard, you might be able to back me up on this. He was trying to get into a match at Survivor Series, uh, um, but uh, but the thing is, the only stipulation was that uh, um, he he was still being considered but he could not get anywhere near the ring, and if he did so, it would be thrown right out the door. I think that was correct. Yeah. As an active wrestler, of course, he get payback on Jake Roberts. Tony refused, but Roberts cut a series of promos berating Savage. In October, Roberts cut an in-ring promo to lure Savage, who was providing TV commentary, into the ring after he, after he was lured from the ring. Hmm. Roberts beat him down and tied him to the... Oh, God, this is what I was talking about right here. 
Roberts beat him down, tied him in the rubs using a live King Cobra to bite Randy Savage's arm. Yes. That clip is on the Jake Roberts DVD, by the way. That was, ooh. And if you ever see that clip, you 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 would be you would be freaked out. I'm right back. Yeah, JD, we were talking about uh, that. Remember when Randy Savage was trying to get reinstated because he couldn't wrestle completely because of his loss at WrestleMania Seven. Um, that he was trying to get reinstated. Um, that uh, <clears throat> that. Uh, he was trying to hold a campaign. I think the president of the WWF said something about that they would consider it that as long as you didn't get anywhere near the ring, and if you did, then they would pretty much throw it out the window. So you, you, you remember that, don't you, J.D.? Okay, he did right, right back. Okay. Of course, in the Pick Your Poison DVD, according to Jake St. Roberts, the snake was holding on with the fangs that Jake had a hard time getting the snake off of Randy. Savage continued to urge the fans to lobby Tony to reinstate him under the rallying cry, reinstatement, that's the plan, reinstate the Macho Man. Tony reinstated the Macho Man and announced the match between Savage and Roberts with Randy Savage winning that contest. Yes. At Tuesday in Texas, Emily Roberts participated in the 92. No, they, that happened at Tuesday in Texas. Okay. Right. Emily Roberts participated in the 92 Royal Rumble match for the, of course, the uh, WWE World, WWF World title. With Savage eliminating Roberts, but Savage did not win the WWF World title, of course. He stayed in. I think he was one of the last four, if I'm not mistaken. Who's that? Savage and Roberts' feud ended with, in February on Saturday night's main event with yeah, Savage. Yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. But Roberts planned a backstage ambush of Savage and Elizabeth, but he was stopped by The Undertaker. I remember that. So, yeah. I, that's one of the most infamous wrestling scenes ever right there. Savage's next feud was with, was with the champion Rick, who Rick Flair, of course, who won at the '92 Rumble, according to the storyline. Oh wait a minute! Of course, according to okay, John's not finished typing. It, according to the storyline, he's not finished that part. You only put, put so much in this chat box for some odd reason. <laughs> No, what I was going to say, though, also, uh, two things. One, obviously, uh, they have a new sandwich here in Pittsburgh, and Permay is called the HBK. It's ham, bacon, kielbasa. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they just came up with it today. And just to let you hockey nuts know, the Lightning definitely struck down the Penguins tonight. It is 4 nothing after 2 right now, so it looks like it'll be 2-all heading back to Pittsburgh as Shawn Michaels gets ready for his appearance. Sunday night in Pittsburgh at the Console Energy Center for Game Five. I wonder if they've invited Shawn Michaels to try that sandwich yet. I'm sure when he I'm, he might fly in tomorrow. I imagine they'll probably have him at Permanence tomorrow. However, mind you. However. Well, that wouldn't be a bad idea for him to actually try a uh, try a sandwich with bearing his initials. I mean, it wouldn't be bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, here we go. 
Flair claimed to have an affair with Miss Elizabeth going as far as presenting pictures of Elizabeth and Flair together. Flair claimed to have been in an affair with Savage's wife, Miss Elizabeth. This culminated in the title match at WrestleMania 8 with Savage winning the title for the second time. During this time, Savage and Elizabeth are separated in real life, with Elizabeth making her final WWF appearance in April 1992 at the UK Rampage, where Savage has, has successfully defended the title against Shawn Michaels. Savage and Elizabeth's marriage sadly ended in September. I hate that. Really, I really did. That was that was that was your real life wrestling power couple right there. Four times. But I did not realize that they had been married even long before uh you know the uh um the actual storyline in ninety one. I had not no no idea. WF magazine had published photos of Savage and Elizabeth, which were identical to those featuring Elizabeth and Flair. It was known that Flair had doctored the Savage Elizabeth pictures. A statement announcing the divorce appeared in WWF magazine. Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was a rare break of KFAB for the WWF at the time. The divorce was not referenced again in any of Savage's feuds for the duration of his WWF run. I wonder why they would actually announce that anyway. Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. At SummerSlam, Savage faces WrestleMania 7 rival the Ultimate Warrior for the title this week's and just weeks prior to the match. I think John has some more to add on to this. I think, J.D., he's going to go on like this like he did with Andre last night. This I think so, fun. too. I mean, Hey, we're in for a treat here. Oh, yes, we are. No question they about it. Could, they peacefully coexisted. Okay. But that's okay, though, because that's what we talk about here anyway. I mean, that's fine. But I had no idea he was going to go all out on, on, on the deal with Andre because it was his 70th birthday yesterday. Yeah, and Savage would have been... However, all tensions resurfaced, and they had several heated exchanges. Savage lost the match by countout at SummerSlam after he had his knee injured by Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect. Ooh, okay. And September, he had lost the title to Ric Flair after interference from Razor Ramon. Okay, that's right. So, so, so after Savage beat Flair at WrestleMania 8, Flair beat Savage again for it. He formed a tag team of the Ultimate Warrior called the Ultimate Maniacs. They were originally scheduled to face Ric Flair and Razor Ramon. But Warrior left for the, left the WWF again and Savage announced Mr. Perfect as his tag team partner. Was that when, of course, the, the thing between him and Mr. Perfect and Heenan started heating up and uh, and I think it was uh, Bobby Heenan slapped Mr. Perfect and, he, and Mr. Perfect got Bobby Heenan by the tie and told him not to touch him anymore. Or I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That sounds right. Yeah. Perfect turned face for the first time in the duo beat Flair and Ramon by DQ at Survivor Series. There was some interesting promos though of him and the Warriors of the Ultimate Maniacs. I'm, so, I'm sad that didn't, that didn't last very long. 
Savage served primarily as a color commentator on Monday Night Raw in January 1993. At the Royal Rumble, he was a runner-up where he was eliminated by Yokozuna. That's how Yokozuna got a shot at the belt at WrestleMania 9. Is that when they started doing that, though? I think so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, the winner of okay. the Rumble. The, okay. All right, G, uh, GTS, thank you. Uh, the winner of the Rumble would face the champion at WrestleMania. That's when they started doing that was back in the early 90s. About late 1993, Savage's biggest and last feud was with Crush. Where Crush accused Savage of stealing Crush's spotlight, and Crush would end up joining Mr. Fuji and Jim Cornette and Yokozuna. Hmm. And so Crush start, stopped doing the pineapple thing and start being, and uh, that's when he started becoming more and more dark, I guess it was. Crush would eliminate Savage in the 94 Royal Rumble match, but, Sav- but Savage's last WWF match as a competitor was at WrestleMania 10 when he defeated Crush in a false count anywhere match. At least he didn't at least he didn't commentate the very last time he was in the WWF though. At least he wrestled. It's kind of funny at WrestleMania 9 he was an announcer, but WrestleMania 10 he was he wrestled. That was kind of something else. Savage's WWF contract expired and he and he left the sign of WCW but made one last appearance in the ring 80 likes Lex Luger against Bob Backlund and Tatanka. Here's a man announced in November that Savage had left the company and thanked him, wishing him the best of luck in the future. Was Vince Man ever JD? Let me ask your opinion. Was Vince Man ever mad at Savage for doing the WCW thing like he was with Hogan? JD, he stepped away too. Savage debuted in WCW in December, making his reference to the love hate relationship he had with Hulk Hogan. Savage appeared at Starcade to help Hogan from an attack by the Three Faces of Fear. Reforming the mega powers once again. The feud between Savage and Flair was resurfaced once again, as was as was with Flair attacking Angelo Papo at Slambury. He participated in the WWS United States Heavyweight Championship match, defeating the, the Butcher and stunning Steve Austin in the quarterfinals. Savage and Flair wrestled in a lifeguard lumberjack match at Bash at the Beach, with Savage winning that match.
Let's see here. Yes, at World War III, he won the WCW Championship in the 60-man Battle Royal. He would end up losing the title to Flair, but regained it back and re-lost it back at Super Bowl. Savage brought Elizabeth with him to WCW, but turned, she turned on Savage in his last title loss. Flair and Savage had feuded in June until the overall landscape of WCW changed. At Bash Age, Savage, Singh, and Luger took on the Outsiders, but towards the middle of the match, of course, Luger was taken out. And Hulk Hogan, who many believe thought he came, he came to step in, but Hogan dropped three late drops on Savage, and Hogan, Hall, and Nash formed, of course, the infamous NWO. Gerard, that's one of your favorite moments there, partner. Yes, it is. The night mm-hmm. wrestling changed as we know it. Exactly. At Halloween Havoc, Savage and Hogan face off for the WCW title, but Savage losing thanks to the interference from the Giant. Which also at the uh, big show. Savage left WCW following the, the event, but returned in January '97, hijacking the show and, re, and refusing to leave the ring. Hey, I'll be back. Okay, all right. Ann will be right back there, guys. She, she just has to step away for a second. No problem. And John's continuing to give us a lot more interesting stuff here about the. Uh, of course, the late Randy Savage, who on this day in 2011, we sadly lost him from suffering. I think he suffered in a heart attack while he was driving. Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, Let me ask everyone real quick before talking continues on. Where were you guys when you heard the news? I remember where I was. I was uh, out and about, and I got a phone call from my buddy, and he told me he just read saw it on Sports Center, and I thought he was joking. And I got home later that night from the bar, and I saw it again on Sports Center. And, what about uh, Randy Savage? Yeah, about Savage. And I was like, oh uh, I was probably working whenever I heard about it. Gerard, where were you? I uh, don't remember. Yeah, I was probably working because I've I've been involved with the same place since oh since oh six. So I've been probably I was probably there when I heard about it. Yeah. He okay. Savage shockingly joined the NWO at Super Bowl where he helped Hulk Hogan defeat Roddy Roddy Piper. He reunited with Elizabeth, who had joined the NWO during Savage's hiatus from WCW. Savage feuded with DDP. The feud lasted, of course, for a good eight months. The Savage DDP feud in WCW was one of the best ones I have ever seen in a long time. Which one? Uh, Savage and DDP in WCW. Oh, yeah, the Las Vegas death match at Halloween 97. Great match there. Yep. Yes, yes. In 1998, Savage stayed in, with the NWO, but Spring Stampede. Savage was the next man in the NWO line to win the WCW World Title over Sting. But he lost the belt the following night to Hogan. Savage joined up with Kevin Nash, who joined the NWO Wolfpack, feuding with Bret Hart and Rowdy Roddy Piper.
He took a hiatus to recover from two major knee surgeries. He made one appearance in 1998 helping Ric Flair defeat Eric Bischoff. Was that, one, was that one, of course, the, the match that Ric Flair had to, to, to become the president of the company? I Yeah, I believe so. When he returned, he had a new look and theme music sporting a slipped back ponytail, earrings, and a new villainous attitude. Yeah, I love I love the outfit he had though. That was cool. Of course, I remember nineteen. Well, not, not, we're not there yet. Savage won back the WWE World Title at the Great American Bash. Savage's last reign as champion did not last long. However, he lost the belt to a returning Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I remember this. This was after Bash the Beach '99 when this happened. So Savage had just won that in a in that tag match. It was Savage and, and Sid versus uh, Sid. I mean Sting and um, Kevin Nash. That's right. Yeah. Savage was faced out of WWE programming, but returned in May of 2008. The Millionaires Club fight off the New Blood. But this was actually Randy Savage's last appearance in WCW. Savage made rap music in 2003. Now, this was with, I think, wasn't, wasn't this with Eminem? I heard something about he was... Yeah, he was, I think so, yeah. Yeah. But he made a return to wrestling one more time in 2004 in TNA, where he confronted Jeff Jarrett at Victory Road. Now, I also remember, too, uh, I think this was around the same time, y'all can bat, bat, tell me if this is accurate or not, was when... Um, Jeff Jarrett had Holland Nash and his backing him up. Here we go. Yeah, here it is. On December 5th of that year, Savage teamed up with Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles to defeat Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, and Jeff Jarrett in his last in-ring match. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, good, good, good. The plan was for final resolution. Savage was planning to win the NWA title and drop it back to Jarrett at the next pay-per-view. On February 2005, he left teenage due to health concerns and retired from professional wrestling. Officially, he left wrestling in 05. Let's see what else John has here. I'm sure he's got, but he saved very much in the public eye and married his longtime girlfriend just a year before he passed away. Hmm. I hate that he didn't even spend that much time with her, though. That's sad. Uh-huh. He was, um, I want to say, Patrick <laughs> and Hogan had an off, on-off relationship, but it does say here, and and I will let y'all know the two reconciled before he passed away. I was glad. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. 
After his death, Vincent Mann paid tribute to Savage, describing him as one of wrestling's all-time greats. You better know. You better believe he was. <coughs> And Hogan kind of spearheaded the rock and wrestling thing, but Savage kind of made it, kind of really pepped it up a little bit more, in my personal opinion. TNA held a 10-bell salute in his honor of the night of his death. WWE aired a tribute video on the May 23rd episode of Raw. That was a great video tribute WWE did. That was mm, awesome. Big time. Yes, it was. CM Punk paid tribute to Savage by wearing pink trunks and yellow boots complete with white stars on the trunks during a tag team match with R-Truth. Against John Cena and Rey Mysterio, Punk later adapted a version of the diving elbow drop. Yeah, that was the first night he did I remember the first night he used it, too. It was a very good one, too. He did the arm. The, the thing with the arms, that you notice how Punk did it with the arms, Maybe he got ready to dive off, you know? That kind of reminded me of the way Savage did it. He was doing the exact same thing Savage did. Mm-hmm. In November 2014, despite Savage's strained relationship over the years of the WWE, it was noted It was noted in the Randy Savage documentary. The documentary featured interviews with Savage's brother, Lenny Poffo, and also his mother. I remember seeing a thing on YouTube in which they interviewed Lanny Papa. He was at a bar eating fruit or something like that. In January 2015, Savage was announced as the first inductee into the Hall of Fame class of 2015. And you know, the first thing, even though this is before we started doing this show, guys, you know the first thing I said whenever I saw this, I heard about this, it was about freaking time. That's all yeah. I got it for. And Hulk Hogan would induct him. Lenny Poffo would would posthumously induct him as well. And Lenny Poffo says on a lot of occasions he would actually show off Macho Man's ring. He commented on Savage's induction announcement by saying, I have no... Anne's back. (laughs) She's back. I had no thoughts. I was so excited. There was nothing. It was all emotional. I was happy for the fans. They waited for Bruno San Martino for so many years, and now they waited for Macho Man. Savage's mother and his Savage's mother and his thirty-year-old daughter are both very excited and said of the WWE Network. Randy will never die. You got that? I didn't know he had a daughter. I didn't know he had a daughter. Neither did I. Oh my goodness! Good Lord! We said, and JD and Gerard, I have to tell you this. Last time we were talking about Andre, his birthday like yesterday. We commented that he has a daughter. We didn't. I did not know he had a daughter. And now I found out Randy Savage had a daughter. Was it obviously by was it obviously through Elizabeth? Might be, you never know. I mean, because we always heard, I think she was the only one he was ever married to, wasn't she? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, not 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 counting the, 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 the not counting this person here, of course. I mean, I'm not doubting right. this person here. I mean, what I'm saying, well, obviously, it would have to be. Yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, I had no idea Elizabeth was already. If Elizabeth was already a mother, I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, I. Shocking. Yeah. Very, very shocking. See, that, but they don't talk about a whole lot. Their personal stuff here, which they they don't they don't want to divulge their children out there in the, the sports. Amazing, yeah, yeah. But I, I, yeah, I mean, like I didn't know, for example, Eddie Guerrero didn't have any children either until his uh, until of course the daughter was trying to get into this. Gerard, uh, uh, if you might do the plug for me, but any more time, I'll be right back. All right, one seven two four 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 seven four four four. The ID number is one three eight zero five five. Press pound. Press one, and you can talk to any of us right now. Hey. All right, gentlemen, I'm back. I had to take care of a small call there. And that's all John has for the history of birthdays here. <laughs> so, John, thank you very much, sir, partner. I do really appreciate that. Yes. And Jordan, of course, thank you very much, as always, for the rest of the news, news and views here, of course. 1724-444-7444. Call ID 138055-POUND. You're listening to the Mothership Broadcast of the Radio Network, WS Revolution, episode number 163. 163, guys. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. <clears throat> and, of course, Mr. WS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you. If you want to meet here tonight is, of course, King Ice, King and WO himself, GTS, Gerard T. Smith. Of course, 2014 WS Hall of Famer, the mainstay of the Radio Network, and the CEO of WS. This partner... <clears throat> of course, is the Iceman, J.D., Jared D. Geralmo, <clears throat> the 2015 Hall of Famer. And, of course, alongside Gerard here, of course, part of the NWO Madness Kingdom. That <clears throat> brings you wrestling debate every Wednesday evening from 8 to 9 right here on TalkShoe.com. And, of course, also part of wrestling revisited every Tuesday Tuesday evening from 7 to 8 right here on TalkShoe.com. And also joining us here tonight, uh, a pair of 2016 Hall of Famers, we should say. First off here, the very first 2016 Hall of Famer <clears throat> from Raw Radio, the human suplex machine, John Gross, on the chat box. And via Skype here tonight, the last kicker herself, Anne-Marie Rockenbach, is also here with us as well. And it was a very unique wave there as well. <laughs> well, gentlemen, we have... Oh, very nice, yeah. We have about a good 30 minutes. Uh, we could probably go a little bit over time. It's just Friday night, of course. We can do pretty much do anything here. Uh, Gerard, do you happen to have by any chance uh, the uh, the the big bracket available? I do. <coughs> uh, well, 
the four of us here, um, and it's the same four that we, I think it's the same four that we that did this, and start that, uh, I guess overall did this bracket. Let's, uh, let's say we go ahead and uh, work on that some more. How about it, guys? Y'all want to take care of that? Yeah, which one do you want to do? The tag team bracket? The, the one Gerard has. We're going to do the one Gerard okay. has. Yeah, man, me, uh, this would be good. 
I know Randy Orton can get a little hardcore too, and all that. Uh, so somebody can get a little, a little bit more hardcore than Dreamer in some occasions. Yes. Some those too. Yes. Uh, oh, crow, crud. <laughs> Either way, I do this. The outcome is going to be the same way, and it's a tough choice. Two, both of them very talented, of course. As I got. For, for, forgive me to forgive. I have to forgive myself to Gerard, JD, and John, but I gotta say Tommy Dreamer. But that's okay because they'll come out on top. Randy Orton will. Randy Orton advances three to two. So there you go. So Gerard, Randy Orton will move on to the next phase. And let's yeah. see who he will. Let's see who he will face in the next match. RKO out of nowhere. The next match is the Junkyard Dog versus Jim the Anvil Nineheart. Yes, couple of le- couple of legends here. Here, yes, indeed. Uh, JYD. Uh, speaking of dogs, Louis uh, <laughs> <laughs> sparking right now. Oh, right on cue. That was awesome. I don't see you. You say the word dog, boom, they bark. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, you just heard the thump right there. Um, uh, of course. Uh, out the window. Of course, uh, Jim the Apple. Jim the Apple, Night Heart, of course, legendary partner of Brett the Hitman Heart, of course, part of the Heart Foundation. Uh, and I, I start with you again on this Junkyard Dog versus Jim the Apple, Night Heart. Uh, Jim Neidhart. going with Jim Neidhart. Okay. Uh, Gerard, JYD versus... Dog, JYD versus the Anvil. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go with Jim here. Go with the Anvil as well. So we so have two going on here for Jim Neidhart. JD, JYD versus the Anvil. Uh, the Laughter versus... The thump. You know what? I'm taking the thump. You're going with JYD on this. John, your thoughts are JYD versus the anvil. I'm saying the anvil, too. Uh, oh, Lord, have mercy. I think JD, sadly, is going to be the only holdout here, but I want to say Nightheart as well. So Nightheart advances, and he will be Randy Orton. Ooh. That's going to be spectacular. That's going to be good. <laughs> okay, Gerard. Let's see. Let's see the setup for the next for the next match following this one. Let's let's go. In other outside because we I, the doors open. Okay, good. So they ring outside. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good, good. After you start talking about dogs, they left. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, Gerard, go ahead, my man. The next matchup is. The- Y2J versus JBL. Ooh, Jericho versus JBL here. Uh, and your thoughts here, Jericho versus JBL. I'd have to go with Y2J. She's going with Jericho. Uh, Gerard, Jericho taking on JBL. The best in the world, 
at what he does. Going with Y2J again, okay. Uh, JD, Y2J versus JDL. Gerard, and I hate to disappoint you, there's three words that Jericho's going to hear. Clothesline from hell. I thought you were going to say the wrestling god. (laughs) (laughs) I almost went there. I thought about it. I stopped for a minute because he said god, and then I was thinking, the battle of wrestling gods. I'm thinking, no, i got to come back with a good one, and I figured clothesline from hell would be the perfect one. Okay, well, that's that's good, because he's well known for that. Yes, indeed. So, so far we've got, uh, now you can safely say three, because John's actually going with Jericho in this as well. So, Ann, Gerard, and John are going with Jericho. And uh, uh, J.D. is still, once again, the holdout here. He's going along with J.B.L. And I got, uh, I think, didn't Jericho and J.B.L. have some sort of confrontation a while back? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They did. they did okay. I think so. Uh, pretty good one, too, from what I understand. Uh, I can also got to say Jericho in this as well. So, uh, and John saying, and JBL, as as we speak, is upset, saying, I can't believe I lost, Michael. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Michael. M A G G L E. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Okay. All right, Gerard, let's see who will face Y2J. Let's go. <laughs> Okay. So now we're moving into my bracket, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's that's right. That's right. My first bracket is Luke Gallows versus Justin Incredible. Ooh. Oh, the winner here will face Chris Jericho. This is you got Luke Gallows versus Justin Incredible here. And your thoughts here, Luke Gallows versus Justin Incredible. And seeing Luke Gallows, Gerard Gallows versus Just Incredible. Luke Gallows. John is already going on and saying Luke Gallows as well. JD, Luke Gallows. Gallows. It's a it's a shutout. There will be Chris Jericho versus Luke Gallows. Ooh, that's gonna be a great contest. <laughs> and uh, Gerard, your next one up there, bud. My next one is My next match is Kevin Nash versus the birthday boy Road Dog. Oh, Kevin Nash versus the Road Dog, Jesse James, uh, and uh, Kevin Nash versus the Road Dog. And remember, the Road Dog's birthday is today. He turned forty-seven years old. So, uh, yes, um, uh, 
read it. Okay. And uh, so who, your thoughts here, Nash versus the Road Dog. Jackknife City all night long. Sorry there, birthday boy. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> now, guess who has to break the blame time? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, how mercy comes down to me. Oh, boy. Was, um... Um... I know this was part of the confrontation between DX and NWO at WrestleMania 31. I don't know if it was Road Dog that uh, got um, Nash or if it was Billy Gunn that got Nash. I'm not sure which one it was. Um, I know Hogan got X-Pac. I know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I... Uh, this would be, be a good contest. And, of course, we do have to wish happy birthday greetings once again to the Road Dog. And I mean no disrespect. No, I'm a great tag team competitor and all all the way. But, of course, I have to go along with King Ice on this. I, I'm definitely going to have to say two. Two! The leader of the Wolf Pack himself, the one and only Big Sexy, Big Daddy Cool, Kevin Matt. <clears throat> so... Oh, so the so the next match Gerard set up is Luke Gallows versus Kevin Nash. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Ooh, John, I'm already in my room. I don't need to go there. <laughs> and sure, any more matches on that on that side of the bracket? Yeah. Um, wait, I thought Y2J faces my man. Uh, Luke Gallows. Oh, no, that's no, you're right. You're right. No, that's right. Thank you for correcting me on that. Gerard is looking, that's why I like Gerard right here backing me up on here because he knows how to look after everybody here. <laughs> it was Jericho and Gallows. That's right. So okay, so my next face. bracket he faces and it's not going to be good. My last bracket is Scott Hall versus R Truth. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. And everyone pick very, very carefully here. Uh, And Scott Hall versus R-Truth. That's 
smiled her face. Ann's going with Scott Hall, and Gerard Johns also going with Scott Hall. Um, dare I ask you your thoughts? <laughs> uh, um. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Gerard. I can't help it. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I should have put, the, put these guys so close together, I guess. But, uh, oh, well, what the hell, eh? It's click rules, I guess. Scott Hall. Okay, J.D., Scott Hall versus R-Truth. R-Truth, I'll show you what's up, pal. I remember the nice little razor's edge for you. Uh, and I guess I'll say the same thing. So it'll be the outsiders facing off each other in the last part of the left side of the bracket. Kevin Nash versus Scott Hall. <laughs> we got a classic, guys. We got a classic. <laughs> we got a classic. Uh, uh, well, we got 15 minutes, uh, Gerard. We can go ahead and go to the other side. So, well, no, we got to finish John's bracket. Oh, that's right. We got to finish John's. That's right. That's right. So, okay, John, let's just, that's right, because it was actually mine, yours, and his, because we kind of, didn't we? Yeah, but if we keep going, we could probably get her probably maybe all done. Uh, we'll have to go a little overtime, but uh, we can knock off John's bracket right now. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, it is... Ooh, this one's going to be a good one. Mr. Pop-Up Powerbomb versus 619. Kevin Owens versus Rey Mysterio. <laughs> and Kevin Owens versus Rey Mysterio. Off the album, six one nine. Now which one? KO. KO. You're saying KO. Six one nine is Mysterio for here. Yes, I know. Yeah. KO's gonna give him a pop up power bomb. Okay. The six one nine. Yeah. Six one nine. He's gonna. In other words, you're saying. He's going to send Mysterio back to 619, pretty much. Yes. I think. Not bad. Not, okay. Uh, that's not bad. Uh, Gerard KO versus Mysterio, or do I need to ask you that question there, bud? Puff up, Powerball. Yeah. <laughs> Two so far for KO, and better make that three. John's already made his vote. Uh, JD, KO versus Mysterio. Uh, I don't know if Ray Jr., however, uh, can hang with uh, KO. But you know what? It's going to be a hard effort. Unfortunately, however, Ray has had too many injuries. I'm going to pick KO. KO. And I guess I'll have to... I would, I would, I would uh, a lot of times say Mysterio in some cases. I've always been a Mysterio fan. But, of course, like I said, he's been on a roll here recently. Of course, he's... Find himself in a good situation here at uh, Extreme Rules this Sunday. I'm definitely going to have to say, uh, I'd have to say KO as well in this. So, KO advances. All right, Gerard, let's see what else you got there, bud, for John's part of the bracket. All right. Um, Let's see. Let's 
had Neville, uh, Neville and Big Show. <laughs> winner for Ooh. that. Is that, that was that one of his? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Neville versus the Big Show. No, wait, wait, wait. No, it was uh, Neville and Big Show, but I needed a winner. I didn't have a winner. Ash oh. John, did you remember Neville and the Big Show? Did you remember the winner of that? Yeah, let me ask him. John, uh, Gerard says that your one of your matches in that that you made uh, for the first part of the bracket was the big show. Uh, did uh, Gerard John? John says he believes he picked Neville. Okay. Uh, and it was just you and me too, as well in this case, right? Uh, uh, who did he pick? Yeah, And just to give you guys an update on the hockey game, it is four to three. The Penguins have scored three times in the third period. Phil Kessel, his eighth. Gino Malkin, his fourth of the series. Chris Kunitz, his third. But it's four minutes ago. The Penguins trying to tie up the game. Hopefully, force overtime here. It was four nothing after two periods. I mean, Tampa was in control of the first two periods, but the Penguins have come alive here in this third period. Hopefully, they can get into overtime. Otherwise, it'll be tied. Like I said, two two going back to Pittsburgh Sunday night. Interesting. Very Finn Balor. Finn Balor. 
Percentage for Zerg. One for Rusev, one for Finn. Uh, JD, your thoughts? Rusev versus Finn Balor. Finn. So, so far, two for Finn and one for Rusev. Uh, John, your thoughts here? It's Rusev and Finn Balor. Uh, John, we got it straight now. And John is saying Finn in this as well. Uh, this would be a great contest. I also got to say Finn in this as well. Um, so it will be... So is there is there another one behind this one, Gerard, to, to face yeah, off with? Uh, John's last one is AJ Styles versus Bam Bam Bigelow. Ooh. And about that last match, John said the Demon's going to crush the Bulgarian Brute and Rusev's ravishing whore as well, and also Bulgaria as well. <laughs> Good Lord, John. I don't know why you don't write with WWE for WWE. You've been wrecking the dough, man. Um <laughs> So AJ Styles versus Bam Bam Bigelow, the winner of the face Finn Balor. Uh, uh, and sorry to keep you there. John and is already saying AJ Styles. Uh, and AJ Styles versus Bam Bam Bigelow. AJ. You're going on with AJ, okay? Gerard, AJ versus Bam Bam. AJ. Going on with AJ. JD, AJ versus Bam Bam. AJ. And all academic here. AJ gets by the big guy. We'll just want to say AJ here as well. So it'll be Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. So Ooh. it'll be KO versus Finn because KO was his first one, remember? Yes. Oh, that's that. That's right. That that's right. That's right. That's right. And where does Finn Balor fit in this? He's versus KO. And so AJ oh. is going to be versus the next bracket. Okay, so AJ will go over to the other side. Okay, I see, I see what we're doing here. Okay. So it'll be Finn, it'll be Finn and... Um, crap. Finn, KO and Finn. And Finn ba- okay, I got you now. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. Well, we got we got a few. We can do a couple. We can do a couple on that side before we go. So, uh, yeah, we'll do it. Let's we'll let's let's knock a couple out of the ballpark here, and the winner will of course will take on um, AJ Styles in that. So go ahead, uh, Gerard, with that one. All right. The next one is. The next one was the brackets me, you, and John did all together. So, um, so it was your winner versus my winner. Um, the next bracket is 
soon. And just to let you guys know, it is a final, 4-3. to three. So the Penguins came up just a little short tonight in the third period, despite a good effort. So now it is two all heading back to Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Thank you very much, sir, JJ. The next one is Alberto Del Rio versus X-Pac. Oh, and Anne had to step away for a minute. I will, uh, we'll get her vote on this here in just a few minutes. Uh, Gerard, uh, ADR versus X-Pac. X-Pac. Oh, no brainer there, my man. JD, uh, Del Rio versus X-Pac. Alberto Del Taco versus X-Pac. Hmm, X-Pac. Academic there, absolutely. John, uh, Alberto, Alberto Del Burrito, I mean Del... <laughs> taco. <laughs> Del Taco, thank you. Uh, versus... <laughs> Almost the same thing, right? They're, they're both good anyway. Uh, versus X-Pac there, John. John says, well, guess what? X-Pac's got two words for Alberto Del Taco. <laughs> okay. Guys, you won't go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it, bud. It's Friday night. You go on right ahead. I thought the two words were going to be Taco Bell, but I think I know what the two words. Yeah, I figured that. Suck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I figured, I figured that. Okay. Uh, Gerard, next one in the Mixed bracket that can, that included matches from me, you, and also John. So go ahead, please. All right, I'm picking X Pac as well. Um, oh, did I not ask you? I'm sorry, Gerard. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought you I missed me. That's all right. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. The next one is Hello, ladies versus the whole train. <laughs> <laughs> Val Venus versus the Godfather. Yes, and uh, Gerard, your 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 thoughts here on Val, on Val Penis. I mean Val Venus <laughs> <laughs> versus the Godfather. <laughs> um, Val Venus. Well, with Val Venus, JD Val Venus versus the Godfather. I am going to say Val Venus and the Godfather will supply the hose later. There you go, and uh, John's also saying Val Venus, and I will definitely say that say that too over the 2016 Hall of Famer. So, so also, so it's a, so it's Venus envy all around. <laughs> okay, so Val Venus will move on to face. Uh, I guess it's uh, Gerard X Pac versus Val Venus. No, uh, AJ Styles is X Pac. AJ Sauber's next fight, yes. Okay, thank you very much for clarifying that. Yes, thank you. And so, Val Venus will face the winner of this next matchup. Go ahead, Gerard. The next match is going to be a slobber knocker. It's going to be lots of beers and lots of pisses. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Sandman. Ooh, yes. Big time here, big time. And I will ask you, Gerard, my man, uh, Stone Cold himself versus the Sandman, your your take? Ooh, this one's going to be... Uh... 
Damn. Um, Because I think everybody else will pick Stone Cold. I'm going to pick Sandman. Okay, uh, uh, Gerard's going to pick Sandman. Uh, J.D., Stone Cold versus the Sandman. I have to say, however, the Sandman, too. As much as I love both competitors, the Sandman gets my vote in the close one. Oh, Lord, Gerard, are you shocked? (laughs) I am. (laughs) Oh, wow. J.D. is definitely following in your footsteps again. Oh, Lord, I'm looking. But John goes in his best JR impression. Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, let me see here. Uh, let me see if um, Anne's returning here uh, and get her and get her take. Uh, uh, Anne, can you hear me? Yeah. So, okay. Uh, uh, let me go ahead and get your opinion on this match here. Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the Sandman. Stone Cold. Going with Stone Cold. Um, and I've got to say, where does that put us right now in the voting so far? Is it? It's tied. Oh, it's tied. Oh, okay. It's, uh, okay, because so John and Ann said Stone Cold and George J.D., you said Sandman. That's right. This would be good. This is, this match would go the distance. Oh, crap. Uh, I've got... Crap, i got to say Stone Cold, too. So I guess... It'll be Val Venus versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> uh, and Gerard, any more matches in this bracket? Yeah, there's one more. Um, okay. There's uh, Rick Rude versus The Undertaker. Oh! And Ravishing Rick Rude taking on The Undertaker. Undertaker. Gerard, Rick Rude versus The Undertaker. Rick Rude. Okay, J.D., Rick Rude versus The Undertaker. Rick Rude. John is saying, Rude, you will rest in peace. We have come to a tie again. Oh, my Lord, Gerard and J.D. has said Rude, and John and Ann have both said The Undertaker. Oh, Lord, have mercy. This would be very, very. This, no, if Ruth wrestled a little bit longer going into the Undertaker's debut, this has been a great match to see. Uh, believe it or not, guys, I'm going to say a draw. So the way I'm going to break this tie is I am going to provide. I am going to, of course, do the heads and tails thing, and uh, Gerard, I will let you call. I will let you. Uh, uh, call it uh, heads. Uh, if it's heads, it'll be Rick Rude. If it's tails, it'll be The Undertaker. Heads or tails. Or let you call it heads or tails. Whichever one. So 
what'd you say? It was if it was so, heads, it was. Yeah, well, no, I meant to say was was that whichever one, whatever you choose and all that. Since you chose Rick Rude, then Rick Rude would move on. But. Oh, you, okay. You, yeah, I mean, I, I, re, I worded that wrong. I'm sorry. I said all that right. wrong. All um, right. Yeah. I'll pick. Heads. You take heads. Okay. So lands on heads, recruit advances. The lands on tails, the Undertaker advances. It's heads, it lands recruit advances. So so Gerard, do we have or is that side officially completed? Yes it is. Okay. And we have do we have some very impressive matchups here? Yes we do. Uh, let's let's hear. Let's just go ahead and since we're already a little bit over time, let's go ahead and hear the 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 just. And we're not going to vote on them. But let's just hear what the let's just hear what the the the, the results of that of of that um, of uh, what we did tonight. Let's see. Let, let, let's hear. Let's hear the, the matches we made for for the left side here so far. So go ahead, please. All right. We are going to have Randy Keith Orton versus Jim the Anvil Nineheart. We're going to have Y2J versus Luke Gallows. We're going to have the Battle of the Outsiders, Kevin Nash versus Scott Hall. We're going to have Kevin Owens versus Finn Ballard. We're going to have AJ Styles versus X-Pac. Then we're going to have Val Venus versus Stone Cold. And of course, Rick. So does that mean Rick Rude? Yeah, we'll have. He's going to be battling the next, probably, person that's from the next bracket. Okay, okay. Or, of course, you know, Gerard, we could make him a. I was thinking about this since he's a kind of an extra one there. You could make him a uh, uh, mm, oh darn it! I mean, this, let me. I'll have to. I'll have to think that over. I was thinking about maybe him, that. That he would be like a like a buy or something, maybe. I don't know. Let me think about that over the weekend and look over. We'll look over the bracket again and we'll think about that. Okay. But good good voting all around here, guys. Thank you very much for for helping us get that work on that big uh, sixty four uh, uh, superstar uh, bracket here again. As of course, next week we'll work on the right hand side of that bracket. Uh, of course, we'll that sounded so wrong. Uh, and uh, and of course, now uh, after of course I take care of my plug. Uh, one of our, as I mentioned before earlier tonight, uh, one of our guys here needs to go ahead and take care of his uh, take care of his um, his predictions for Extreme Rules 2016, and we'll uh, and we'll take care of that. I'm going to take care of the plug first, and then. And then we will go ahead and, and note that. 
Oh, and here is the plug one more time. One seven two four 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 seventy four forty four. That call ID is one three eight zero five five pound. <clears throat> this is, of course, the mothership broadcast of the WWS Radio Network. <clears throat> WWS Revolution episode number one hundred <clears throat> and sixty-three. Of course, and Mr. WWS Chad Hinchell back on the line here with you, joining me here tonight <clears throat> is, of course, the duo, of course, known as the news team writer of uh, King Ice. <clears throat> Of course, King NWO, Gerard T. Smith, of course, the, we all know 2014 Hall of Famer, the mainstay of the radio network, and the CEO of WCWS, the main man. I definitely have to say it, simply put it. There you go. <clears throat> also, uh, of course, I have his partner, the Iceman JD, Jerry Geraldo, of course, from, from of course, uh, <clears throat> Raw Radio and, and most of our other shows here in the radio network. Also, a 2015 Hall of Famer, and also a pair of 2016 Hall of Famers, as, of course, we have from Raw Radio, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, <clears throat> on the chat box, and also via Skype tonight, the last kicker herself, Anne-Marie Rockenbach, okay, with the hand-waving, this kind of like thing from the Adams family right there waving. <laughs> da, 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 da. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and also, and uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and, and, she, and now she holds up the fist, okay, now she's going to probably sock me here. I just had a laughing socket to me, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, and then, like I said, before we go, we're going in a little bit of overtime because uh, we're going to broadcast here. The Iceman and the, and the Human Super uh, have to give their predictions for Extreme Rules here tonight uh, because, like I said, of course, we have our prediction show this Sunday afternoon, and both will not be able to attend the Sunday evening show. So. <clears throat> So, uh, first, I will start with the next man, Jared Geraldo. Uh, Gerard, could you possibly? Um, uh, I'm sure you'll be you'll be with us on Sunday. Could you record JD's predictions, and we'll read them off on the air uh, there um, Sunday afternoon to go along with everyone else's. Uh-oh. Yes, I can. Okay. All right, JD, go ahead and start with your predictions, please, sir, for Extreme Rules. Okay, we're going to start off with the pre-show match between Corbin and Ziggler, no DQ. This has been, well, a back-and-forth feud we've seen going for a while, however. I mean, Corbin, of course, is still the lone wolf. He has been doing pretty good so far. Ziggler needs a little bit of an edge here. The question is, is he going to get the edge here? I don't think so. I hate to say it, however, Corbin's just too strong. He's too big. He's too powerful. Once again, Ziggler's going to fall victim to the three simple words, end of days. As far as Jericho and Ambrose go, that's, that's going to be a good match. I'm looking forward to that match with great anticipation. That'll be one of the better matches of the night. However, like I said earlier, I think Ambrose should have let Jericho win here, and then Ambrose even the score up, however, at Extreme Rules instead. That is the exact opposite what they did, however. I think Jericho, however... Needs to definitely even the score here, however, in more... Well, wait a minute. He did win, didn't he? I'm trying to think. He did win a payback, right? Or no, Ambrose did. Ambrose I can't... What's that? Ambrose won. Yeah. So Jericho has got to even up the score here, however. Unless he's going back on tour with Fozzie again this summer, however, playing music for a few months, however, and then coming back later in the summer into the early part of the fall... 
Uh, hopefully they don't make Jericho look like a jerk here, however. I think Jericho evens it up at one apiece, however, and they could set up for a rubber match, or they could be a part of the Money in the Bank thing maybe in about some time down the road in Las Vegas, coming up in about three, three and a half weeks from now. As far as, let's see, what else we got? Uh, we got the Divas Affair, Gerard, you and I have a bet on that, of course. You got Charlotte, I got Natty. I hope to God they do not, and Michelle, would, if she was here, she would probably agree with me. I'm sure you guys will talk about more in detail on Sunday, and I'll listen to the pre-show eventually in the archives, but I hope to God they don't put the screws into Natty again. I mean, it makes sense, however, that Charlotte, however, is going to try to get help, obviously, however, from her... Uh, Daddy's buddy, little Charles Robinson, if you will, however, because obviously, however, it's not going to be his balls and her purse this week. It's going to be Charles Robinson's balls in Charlotte's purse. But you know what? Daddy has to win here. I think she's going to come out victorious here in this one. She has to. So I'm going to take Natty here to pull off the upset and I think hold the title for a little while, however, because I think Charlotte's had a nice run for eight months, but it's time to have the changing of the guard, so to speak, for a little while. And it's time for Charlotte to take a breather as far as the championship goes. Um, as far as, uh, let's see what else we've got. The Fatal 4-Way. Uh, we've had disagreements on this one, too, on Raw Radio. And, of course, we'll talk more about uh, this, uh, what happened on Sunday, of course, on Raw Radio this Monday, don't forget. Uh, we have two for Sayin, and we have one for Cesaro, we have one for KO. Of course, Gerard has a bet with John and I believe Greg, however, on that. I, I think Cesaro's due. I think they got to give Cesaro the belt here. I hope they are smart in doing so, and he has a nice little run for the belt for a while. You know, so I'm taking the Swiss Superman in that one. As far as Rusev and Kalisto goes, however... Uh, obviously, I am not a fan of Rusev and his little bitch Lana. I hate them both. I can't stand them. Makes me want to sick. It's like Drago and Lamila of Rocky Four. Every time I hear them, it makes me want to gag. So I hope uh, Kalisto has his Rocky Balboa moment here, however, and holds on to the U.S. title. But I have a feeling that's not going to be the case here. I don't want to say Rusev wins here, but I think something's going to happen that somehow... Uh, Kalisto leaves the belt with the belt by disqualification. I think if you're going to see someone like Alberto Del Rio maybe play a part in it and cost Rusev the match, and maybe those two will start feuding with each other, even though they kind of were buddy buddies, however, on Monday night. So I think Kalisto wins by DQ in that one. Um, let's see, what other matches we got besides the world title match, which I'll get to in just a second. Um, anyone else? You know any of the other matches, guys? Uh, yes, the match, the club versus the family. Oh, yes, the club versus the family, and also the uh, the New Day versus the Vaude Villains here. Two tag team affairs in that. Uh, as far as the club and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the Usos, I think it's going to be a good night for Gallus and Anderson. I think uh, this has been going on way, way too long for the last, like, month and a couple months. I mean, they've had like seven, eight matches, it seems, every week on Raw and SmackDown. That's like the big headline match on every show. And uh, I think on this night, however, the Usos are not going to have a pretty night to uh, win here. I think it's going to be all about Gallows and Anderson coming out with the victorious here and win the uh, match here as they beat the family. Now, speaking of family, we go to the New Day and the Vaude Villains matchup. And Gerard, I hate to say this to you, my man, but I think... Uh, 
The New Day have had a great run. They've had a successful run. They're like they're like Charlotte. They've had a fantastic run as being champs. But right now, however, they got a new team that's coming up. Power that's hungry. That's full of fresh blood. And I think English and Gotch aren't here to play games. They're here to kick some ass and uh, cash their paychecks, so to speak. So I think they're going to do that here. And I hate to say it, I think the New Day's reign could go up in smoke here. And I think it will go up in smoke here. So I'm taking the Vaudevillains in that one. And as far as the world title goes, however, uh, I just do not want to see Roman regain it again. Stay champion again. I mean, he had a good match with AJ the first time. After what AJ did to him, of course, on Monday night, however, you can just tell more and more fans are just wanting to see AJ attack him, however, and lay him out, however. I think Finn Balor will show up here. If he doesn't, he'll be there Monday night in Baltimore. Uh, so I think right now, at this point in time, however, depending on what they do, if they go with uh, AJ and Rollins, however, down the road, however, I think that would be great. Again, I said AJ and Cena could be your SummerSlam match. I think that would be a great match. That's money-making right there. And I think you could set yourself up for a good feud there. And I think that's the way they're going to go. I think AJ Styles and, like I said, the club and the, the club are going to have a great night. However, their family's going to be the one walking out of Newark, however, with uh, their hands held high, however. So it's going to be a good night for the club as AJ and the club uh, celebrate AJ as the new world's heavyweight champion. Good. Uh, thank you, J.D., for your predictions there of Extreme Rules. Uh, John also has got his as well, and Ann also made a request as well. So, Gerard, we're going to have possibly three to probably read off on Sunday. I'll go ahead and throw that out there to you. Uh, John's predictions are like this. I'll go ahead and read his. Uh, the kickoff matcher, he's got Baron Corbin okay. to take the win over Dolph Ziggler in the no DQ. And uh, Ann will be right back. Uh, he's got the New Day to retain the belt over the Dolph Ziggler. Dad, what's all the ages this for? And also, he's, he's saying that Kalisto going to surprise everyone just like he did with Ryback at WrestleMania and Payback, and he, and he, he believes going to defeat Rusev. Um, it's like, it's like uh, J.D. said, I think it's like kind of like a Rocky Forum type moment, pretty much. That's what it sounds like to me. I was just kind of thinking the same thing. Uh, the women's title match, he says, he believes that Natalia will get by Charlotte and win the women's belt if there are no hokey finishes like they were, like it was a Payback. And he's actually going with the club to defeat the Usos. Okay. He's also saying that Kevin Owens is going to pull off the win in, in the match for the Intercontinental Belt, the Fatal Four Way. So you had Sami Zayn. Unless he changed his mind. Unless he changed his mind, you're right, Howard. And John, if you're listening, buddy boy, I'm calling you out on a bet in the tag match with the Vaudevillains and the New Day, if you're listening. I will talk to you about it after the show. Oh, uh, Jericho, he's got Jericho to defeat Ambrose in the Asylum match. And, he's, and, and John, and John, J.D. John's telling you no, telling him, tell him, after I tell this last one, uh, J.D., he says, tell him, John's telling him, telling him now. Okay. So let me, let me finish this last, this sure. last prediction here. As for the world title match, he definitely believes that AJ will definitely win 
win the uh, win the world title over Reigns here, and that's all he's got for his predictions. John's doing the line from a few good men. I want the truth. <laughs> he's gonna get the truth right now. Okay, go yeah, JD. Go. All right, John, since since you're so confident with Gerard in the New Day, and I got the Vaudevillains, how about we have a little stake here? The win, and the, my stakes are simple. If the New Day should win, however, we will play the New Day theme for you, however, on Raw Radio when we introduce you on Monday, however. If the Vaudevillains win, however, on uh, Raw Radio in two weeks, you put the Vaudevillains music on, however, to start out Raw Radio. Okay, stand by. Let me see. Okay, he said deal. He's, just, he's accepting All the right. deal. All right. There you go. All right, so we have another bear between J.D. and John here, of course, over the over the tag team title match here. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> And I think uh, we got one more. Uh, and... You, did you want to make your predictions? Okay, let me. Okay, um, I'll go over this one by one, and you just tell me who you think will win. Can I help you out there a little bit? Okay, all right. Uh, the kickoff match is Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. No DQ. Who do you pick? I wouldn't have to go with Dolph Ziggler. Anne's going with Dolph. On the upper hand, I would probably have to go with the better person, and that would be Baron Corbin. You're going with Baron Corbin. Okay. Yes. Anne's going with with Baron Corbin. Okay. All right. Uh, Excuse me. Pardon me. I don't want you to drink that. Uh, uh, tag team title match, New Day defends against the Vault Villains. I'd have to go with JD on this one and go with the Vault Villains. Okay. Don't say the Vault Villains is going to pick up their first major tag team title. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> let me see here. Uh, Daddy and uh, Charlotte. Well, now, okay, yeah, that's how I was going to. Uh, and Gerard John's telling you they're on to us. They're on to us. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Natalia Charlotte women's title match. I have to go with Charlotte. I mean, not Charlotte, but um, Natalia. Natty. You're going with Natty, okay? Yeah. Uh, Kalisto Rusev U.S. title match. I hope it's Kalisto that retains the title. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus the Usos tag team match. I'd have to go with the bullet, the bullet club on that one. Going with the club, okay. Hey, another one for the club, okay. Uh, Fatal four-way match Intercontinental title. Uh, the Miz, uh, Kevin Owens, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. You are going with who? Sami. She's going with Sami Zayn and this. Okay. Yeah, I smell that coming here. Oh Lord, JD, oh, JD, you better, you better not. You, you do, man. You go out. He wants to bet you on that. I'll tell you later. Uh, <clears throat> Chris Jericho versus Dean Ambrose, the Asylum match. I'd have to go with the lunatic fringe on that one. Going with Ambrose. Oh, 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 oh. that's another bet coming. 
Wrestling Revisited, <clears throat> Outside the Ruts, Wrestling Debate, Revolution, and Wolfpack. And of course, uh, and uh, of course, that would be a, a very, uh, very, very, very unique uh, time to talk. So join us for the Power Hour tomorrow afternoon from one to two. It'd be me and JD, me and Gerard, or Gerard and JD. But we will have it tomorrow afternoon from one. Then of course, Sunday afternoon at five, we will have Revolution number one sixty four. Will be our prediction show of WWE Extreme Rules. 2016. <clears throat> On that note here, uh, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us here tonight. And this has been number 163 of Revolution, the Mothership Broadcast, where we are one year older, continue to be bolder, and we are the broadcast of the WWS Radio Network. <clears throat> well, like I said before, one year older, continue to be older, the radio, WWS Radio Network is to be. <clears throat> Take care. See you in the ring. We'll talk to you tomorrow afternoon on Power Hour and then Sunday for the Prediction Show. Take care. See you in the ring. And as always, here in the radio network, God bless. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.